how are we doing everybody um welcome back to the rear projection podcast uh my name is scott kingston uh here with my uh faithful co-presenter michael hunt and uh, hi this is um uh, hi hi <laughs> this is hi. episode 18 on the crow uh which was mike's pick so he's going to bring us in with a synopsis week as the you know as per the the normal uh the normal formula so uh, yeah how are we doing mike yeah, yeah, yeah. Living the dream. Living the dream. So this week we're discussing The Crow from 1994, directed, directed not directed, because that's not a word, <laughs> directed by Alex Proyas, starring Brandon Lee. Uh, I've got a very short synopsis here. A man brutally murdered come, comes back to life as an undead avenger of his and his fiance's murder. Yeah. That's pretty much so, what it is. Yeah, based on a comic book, which I'm assuming at some point down the line you're going to say you've read. Absolutely, it's one of my favourites. <laughs> it's an avid reader, uh, as our Michael. Um, yeah, absolutely. I prefer the ones with pictures. So, <laughs> lots of lots of comics, but yeah. it's a bloody good one. It is a bloody, actually. Uh, I lost my copy, and uh, my other half got me uh, a new copy for my birthday. Oh, nice! How 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 faithful is the film to the comic version? Out of interest, well. Um, the fundamentals are there. It's, it's The film is very different from the comic. And honestly, I couldn't tell you which one I prefer. I, I love them both for different yeah. reasons. Um, largely in the comic, it is, uh, there's no kind of stakes introduced towards the end. There's no real threat to him. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, he just sort of, he's out exacting his revenge. And oh, okay. Speaking. So he just goes around kicking ass with no consequences, right? Pretty much, yeah. He's like, okay. yeah, but he sort of goes around quoting poetry, and there's there's lots of uh, the artwork's pretty good in places, pretty bad in some some other places. Um, also, Sarah's not really in it. Oh, um, was she just was she just introduced like for the film version of it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. fair so, enough. There is a girl sort of crying on the street because her mum's upstairs doing smack or something, or I, I don't know. Darla, <clears throat> Darla, love a bit of Darla. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it's quite it's quite different. Um, but uh, it's it's peppered with lots of quotes from the Cure. <laughs> oh, gee, fair enough. Well, they they did it. They did a song for the soundtrack of this one, didn't yeah, they? But, it's, uh, a, it's a fucking banger as well. Yeah, the uh, burn isn't it cool? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Well, yeah, man. I mean, uh, I, I guess. Uh, what were your thoughts? What were your thoughts this time around, buddy? Do, do, do you know what, mate? I I love the Crow, and do you know what? Surprisingly, uh, my, my missus actually enjoyed it, and and I didn't think it would be her kind of film at all. But she was. Um, she was. Uh, she kind of said to me, like, "You watch film for your podcast. I'm going to be sort of. I'm going to sort of clean up the kitchen, a living room area, blah blah blah." And she kept stopping what she was doing to watch the film, which is obviously a, yeah. a, a good a good sign. Um, I mean, I'll say off the bat, it's, it's a difficult one. This one, right before, because it's it's a it, the film's got a tragic backstory. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 the making of the film has a fucking tragic backstory because um, obviously Brandon Lee, the the star, the, the, the son of Bruce Lee, by the way, um, yep. um, he he obviously, well, I say obviously, not everyone may know this, but uh, during the filming of this, Brandon Lee, who plays the Crow, the main character, um, uh, real, real real character name is Eric Draven, um, Eric Eric the Raven. Yeah, he he got, see what they did there. Oh yeah, fuck me. How did I not notice that? Uh, yeah. How disappointing. Um, but you don't read as much as me. No, it's, yeah, it's true. Oh, you're you're definitely you're whenever whenever it comes to a film that was based on a book, we're almost always going to be solely relied on you to give the, <laughs> to give to give the uh, the literary perspective. Um, 
But yeah, man, um, uh, Br- Brandon Lee uh, died during the filming of this by like a like a freak mistake. He he got he he was in a film where basically because the crow in, in this film he to give you a brief backstory on what's happened. Basically, Eric Draven, who's played by Brandon Lee, get him and his girlfriend or fiance they get killed by this gang, um, and he like they they rape his fiance and and they push him out of a window and shoot him and blah 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 uh, it's gonna get funnier this episode i promise um, <laughs> fucking hope so mate fuck me i'm you know i'm trying to get the heavy shit out of the way in the first couple of minutes i'm trying to get well, the heavy shit out of the way um we, we have been known for we are i guess we are known now for mentioning dead cast members that's sort of one of our thing our things so it's good you- that we're Absolutely. And you know what? I think uh, one of the things that people uh, credit, like my friends in that credit us for, is not only be like, you know, having a laugh during the podcast, but we are knowledgeable about the film. So I'm just giving a backstory to people as to what happened. Because not everyone, not everyone might know what happened to Brandon Lee. Basically, nah, the star of the car, the star of the crow, he, he died during filming in, in like a freak accident. In Because he plays a, a, a beat, basically, him and, his, yeah, him and his girlfriend get murdered. And the plot of the film is he comes back, he gets resurrected by this crow. Um, um, and he basically can exact his revenge on his killers for one night, and he's basically indestructible. He can't be hurt. Um, and because of that, there's a lot of scenes in this fucking film where people are shooting him, and he's a bit mm. like, doesn't hurt. But during one of the scenes, uh, one of the prop guns um, had like a bullet lodged in it, and they hadn't, the, the, the props team hadn't dealt with it. Like, I don't know, I, I don't know the fucking science about it, but all I know is like there was a, a live round in one of the guns, and he shot. Uh, by one of the other actors uh, for a scene, and he fucking and, and it hadn't even finished the movie. I think for a few, few other scenes, I think we'll touch on that later. They had to bring in a body double, and um, yeah, yeah. So basically, Brandon Lee died during this. I mean, no disrespect to the man's memory when we're reviewing this film because he seemed like a cool ass dude. Absolutely reckon, not. Yeah, and and they reckon even this film could have been a big. That could have really been a kickstart for his career because he was doing it right till now. But like this film's pretty highly regarded. Um, um, but yeah, man, just, so yeah, just wanted to give people a bit of a background on that. So basically, yeah, the lead died. We're not, we're not gonna, him. we're not gonna make fun of this one, all right? Cause, no. uh, cause he wasn't, he wasn't a fat kid. No, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't know. We didn't know about that one. In our defence, we didn't know. Nah. I didn't. Fi- I didn't find out until the, the week later after we did Monster Squad that that kid had died because we spent yeah. the, we spent a lot of that episode ripping the shit out of him. But um, but no, we mean yeah. we, we we mean no disrespect to the memory of Brandon Lee. He seemed like a cool Absolutely dude. Not. This film was great. But you know, there's plenty of other fucking crackheads in this. I mean, I could do an hour on Skank. Yeah, um, mate, I fucking love Skank. <laughs> I've been like a, a big worm, a little worm, a big fucking worm. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, you, in, you you impressed me with your impressions. <laughs> That's not a difficult one. That's not far off your Rick Moranis, let's be honest. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, dear. Right, and it, oh, oh, nice gig. Nice gig right there. Nice gig Honestly, he was, he was so pathetic and like a sort of sad little junkie. I almost, almost... Felt sorry for him by the time he got yeah. killed because it was like he was like it was like executing the local harmless eccentric. Um, yeah, well, I'm glad that they flash back to all the in, in a way. I mean, obviously, I don't ever want to see a rape scene, but I'm glad in a way they flash back to his involvement in the rape just so that you know, I actually know he's a piece of shit. It well. wasn't just a harmless bystander, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely not. No, no, so yeah, yeah. So now, now we've got the 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 heavy shit out of the way, we've got the elephant in the room out of the way, and I don't mean Dala. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> she's not that bad. I mean, no, she's, she's quite fat for a junkie, let's be honest. <laughs> she is. You rarely see a junkie. No, to be, that, to be fair, she's not fat. Um, she, she's got, she had a nice pair of lils on her, though, to be fair. When you look at the uh, episode, she's because she's wearing like a like a nightgown by the time the crow bursts in on her and Funboy. And, um, Funboy. Funboy. Who is... Fucking names. Yeah. And Funboy, I think the dude who played Funboy is the one who fired the gun. Oh, shit. Yeah. Which Fuck is, uh, it, mate. How, how, that's going to haunt you forever, something like that. Yeah, he, said, he said it did. I think he, unfortunately, I think Funboy is now, uh, he passed, I think he passed, to be fair, I think he passed away a couple of years ago. Because he was in, he was in 24. He was in 24, he was yeah. In, he was in the first, he was in 24. I believe his name is Michael Massey. And he was, yes. he was he was in twenty four, and uh, yeah, no, he was he was he was actually a really good actor, and he said it. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't his fucking fault. It was firing a gun on the fucking scene. Um, but um, no, but still, I mean, fucking hell, mate, that that, that kind of thing has got to stay with you. No, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> do, do you know what? What what I like about this film uh, is there is there is a couple of there's a couple of actors in this who I really like who aren't very well known. And uh, I, I know them from other movies, uh, which I think... I know who you mean. You're going to say uh, Top Dollar. Absolutely. Michael Wincott, bad man. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and He's that, in, uh, isn't he in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? Yes, he is. My, my, <laughs> uh, t- mate, Michael Wincott is... Sick. Oh, wait, I lo- and I love him in this movie. He's fucking great in this movie, man. He's oh, a quality mate. baddie. I, I love what an unapologetic wanker he is in this movie. Like, I mean, the opening scene... Of it, of this guy. So Top Dollar is is like the lead gang. So you you got the four sort of gangbangers who killed the crow and his girlfriend. But they're Let's, they're kind should of. We, should we list them off by name? So we have got Tintin's the first one to pop his clogs, isn't he? Yeah. You got uh, who's the next one? Is it Funboy next? You got Funboy's next. The next one is T Bird, who is another bad man. That's David Patrick Kelly. Who he's is, from the Warriors. Absolutely, he is, <laughs> and he is he's fucking brilliant. No one does a deranged fucking villain like that dude. He's name's david patrick kelly legend um, he's excellent that bit uh, his his well we'll get on to it his de- his death scene the act his acting in that death scene is yeah. it makes the questionable dialogue very very good he's wicked he, he uh, apparently brandon lee when he signed on for this film he heard that david patrick kelly was on it and he was like wow like that that dude's like a good vi-. like apparently he was really sold on david patrick kelly being cast and uh yeah mm. mate the guy guy's a geezer but um so yeah you've got uh yeah t-bird fun boy uh well the last one to die ironically the last one to die in that group is the most useless of all of them which <laughs> how, how the fucking junkie survives that long he's his name is skank um Sk- Played, played by, I think, a dude called Angel David, who I won't pretend, I, I haven't seen him in anything other than this film, if, if I'm honest. Um, I can't imagine this film did wonders for his career. <laughs> <laughs> oh, keep on. Oh, keep on, man. Oh, dear. But, I mean, like, he, so these four, these gang members, T-Bird, Skank, Funboy, and Tintin, they were the ones who murdered the crow and his missus. And then, basically, that's, that's who... Um, uh, Eric Draven gets the crow. He gets resurrected to, to take his revenge on. But there's a gangster, this head of the city gangster called Top Dollar, which is played by Michael Wincott, who is kind of the head of the crime in the city. And um, I have to say, as much as he's a sadistic wanker, just a fucking lad. Like, like the first scene you see is just him. They, him and his, him and his sister, right? Yeah, have had a threesome of another girl and killed her. Now you're probably thinking, why do you like him, Bennett? But bear with me. Um, <laughs> Because I haven't given him the best introduction. <laughs> they then gouge out her eyes, but um, and, and burn them. Yeah. So at this point, you're thinking, okay, so he's a mental murderer uh, who fucks his siblings, and you're not wrong. Um, but 
he's still a little bit funny. Like there's a bit when um when, when Tintin when the first of the gang gets killed, when the crow takes his revenge on the first guy, Tintin, um, which we'll get to a more in depth like that that whole scene in a bit. Uh T Bird's the leader of that particular gang of four, and he goes up to Top Dollar's office and he goes, Oh, I've had some bad news. Uh Tintin Tintin got killed tonight. And fucking Top Dollar just goes, Okay, I guess we should all have a moment of silence for old Tintin. And it just snorts the biggest line of cocaine. <laughs> I thought it was brilliant. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, all he seems to do is just sit in his house, banging yeah. his sister, burning people's body parts and just, just fucking up massive rails of cocaine. That's it. I mean, you know, it's nice work if you can get it, I suppose. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I just like the character or if I just envied the character. <laughs> Just get you literally just get to chill with all of everyone else around, do a shitload of drugs. Doesn't really get his hands dirty, quite frankly. Like, I, I mean, yeah, he was, he's, he, yeah, uh, but he's played by Michael Wincott, who's this Canadian actor. Um, yeah, absolute bad man. I just said, by the way, thinking about that, um, that I was envious of his character. To clarify, mm. I have got two sisters. Um, I, that, I, I, you know, I only envy the. <laughs> I can see the real reason you're off to Gloucester this weekend. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> so yeah, no, no. Thought I'd clarify that. That's that's the only that's the only element of his character that I would disapprove of. Um <laughs> well, although, no, although, no. although although I have to say his sister in the movie is Chinese and he yeah. is um, so, that you we, know, well, she's, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not actually confirmed her nationality. Uh, I believe she is Chinese. It's, it's an actress called Bay Ling. She's been in the fusion. She's been in Crank, which is somewhat fitting. Um, <laughs> she's um, absolutely batshit mental, isn't she? Oh no, she is. Yeah, no, she is. She is. She's Chinese. Um, and, uh, yeah. So uh, as much as it would, uh, I think if it was top dollar, fucking someone who looked like him with long hair, it would seem weirder, but it's, it's, a white Canadian dude fucking a Chinese chicken. So, no, by the way, we're siblings. I think they just got lied to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's your sister. It's, it's a bit strange because he says he says that she's his father's daughter. Um, but she's definitely got a Chinese accent. Yeah, she does. Yeah. So, they, they have nothing even remotely. Good. So, she was brought up in a different country. <laughs> like, I, think, I think someone's brought you two fucking idiots together. Going, yeah, she's your sister. Look after her, won't you? Because I can't be bothered. Um, flew all the way over to the other side of the world just to fuck her own brother. <laughs> <laughs> makes, your, makes your trip to Gloucester seem like nothing in comparison. <laughs> you do realise I'm going to visit my in-laws in Gloucester. I really hope they don't listen to this. I'd imagine they don't. Um, so do I, mate. So do I. Um, last, last thing you want to do is give your mother-in-law a heads up. <laughs> <laughs> to give everyone some uh, clarity on this, I, I'm I'm off to Gloucester this weekend to visit my in-laws, and I let Michael know. Michael's got in his head that Gloucester's a bit a bit of an incest town. Um, mm. So apologies for anyone. <laughs> Maddie's just looked at me. Then sorry, mate. Um, Don't tell her it was me. It's nothing to do with you. Uh, no, do you know what? I wouldn't attack the rap on this. She's going. <laughs> Sorry, babe. To be to be honest, um, it's getting, we're probably going to listen back to this episode of the drive up tomorrow. So I've got no, I've got no, I've got no wiggle room for lying. To be honest, um, uh, just buy her a McDonald's at the services. It'd be fine. Oh, of course, no, yeah, of course, no, it would be sweet. Little happy meal. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, so, so the film kicks off with a rape and double murder. Yeah, that's, that's, that's sort of that's the in the, in the aftermath of. A and, and, but the, the rest murder. of the film is just is just Eric Draven's revenge mission. So we've got into who Top Dollar is, uh, and and yeah, basically it starts with him going around. He finds Tintin first, doesn't he? Who is uh, he's the first guy? Like I think they find him. He finds him in an alleyway, doesn't he? Yeah, before that they're all they're all kicking, the sh- they're setting fire. So there's like a tradition in the sit in this particular. I think they're in Detroit. Yeah, it's Devil's Night. Um, yeah, Devil's yeah. Night. So on Devil's Night, night before Halloween, they all lots of people set fires. Yeah, which is which is actually, which I think it was Devil's Night the year before where they did where they killed. That's where they killed Eric yeah, yeah, yeah. and Shelley, yeah. Because yeah, it was yeah. a year later that he gets resurrected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so he, why, is he, why is he waiting a whole year out of interest? Is it just the Halloween thing? Who I knows? don't know. That's where the crow rocked up after a year and was a bit like, right, it's been a year, it's Devil's Night, let's go out and kill some people. Um, it's just been, just been a busy year for that particular crow. Yeah. So you, you, <laughs> Sorry, man, I couldn't have got it sooner. I was I was fuming about what happened to you. Um, Honestly, I wanted to come at Easter, but I just, oh, so many worms, so oh, many worms to pull out of the ground. And- it's a long old fly for me. I gotta say, <laughs> I gotta say, I don't even want to be an owl, if I'm honest. But go on then. I resurrect you. Take your revenge. Also, I think how how have we not mentioned this yet? Uh, obviously, uh, the there, there is um th- there's no murder revenge film without without a, a cop involved. Uh, who's, uh, who's this who's, one is probably one of the best ones ever. Played by the beloved Ernie Hudson of of Winston Zeddemore. Winston Zeddemore from Ghostbusters. Do you know what? I, I said this to Maddie straight after the, the film, and I think she agreed. Watching um Ernie Hudson in this movie where I thought he was so good, maybe you think you know what Ghostbusters wasted him. Yeah, absolutely. Wasted him. I like he got a few lines. I was I was waiting for him. You know, I, for it to really inappropriately like a really shit time. Like when he was looking at Hank Drake from his body or whatever, just going, "I love this city." <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what's really funny is that, that did actually cross my mind at one point. <laughs> I was. I was waiting for him to go, I don't know, I was waiting for him to, I don't know, maybe sort of be looking over a really tragic scene and just go, I love New York. And someone just go, yeah, Ernie, Ernie, you're in Detroit. Um, Detroit, mate. <laughs> like, because when I think back about his uh, role in Ghostbusters, that's kind of the only fucking line I remember. I know, oh, it is tragic. It, is, he, it was a tragic misuse uh, of a fantastic it, actor. It and this, this film is evidence of how just how good he is. Couldn't agree he's, more. He's... Fucking fantastic in this film. He really is. He 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 really he really is good. And like he's he's like probably almost I would say other than other than Brandon Lee, he probably gets the most screen time because because mm. obviously all the villains get killed off in fairly quick sequences. So he probably is. You probably put him as a almost a co-star with with Brandon Lee. Say. And um, say, I mean, he, he sort of saves the day at the end, of, doesn't he? So uh, yeah, uh, he's got that. He's, he plays this policeman called Officer Albrecht. Yeah, who's uh, who's been demoted by the by the detective guy for some reason? He's he's a beat cop, but he's constantly having to speak with this detective. I guess because he's always like sort yeah. of first on the scene when people die, and this fucking detective bloke has got a face fucking like a in a clair, <laughs> face like a gloomy Welsh monument. Um, no, yeah, like, he- a, like a disused slot. <laughs> Like a depressed salmon. Um, no, yeah, he. he uh, like a, hang on, hang on, I've got another shooting stars one. Like a knackered puffin. <laughs> yeah. By the way, we're, we're, we're prefaces. We're stealing all of these from Vic Reeves and shooting stars. Every single one of them. Every single. <laughs> With your face like a sun-dried fart. Um, 
<laughs> so, right, mate, all the best comedy is plagiarism. <laughs> anyway, I'm off out, out. But no, uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm just going to go have a quick look at my man draw. Hey, we're going for them all now. Um, but yeah, uh, so I think it was Detective, I want to say Torres. Uh, I know, in, the, in the comic, he's called Captain Hook. Is he called Captain Hook? <laughs> yeah, Do you know what? Is. That was something. That's one thing I noticed at the end. I'm uh, again. I'm skipping a, a few chapters here to the end because ha- how it ends after uh, Eric Draven uh, kills off the four dudes who actually did the deed, he uh, he kind of gets wind of who Top Dollar is, and Top Dollar kind of basically says to him, "Look, I'm the one who gives the orders in Devil's Night. They did what I wanted them to do." So mm-hmm. he he ends up fighting. Uh, We'll get to how they end up here later, but they end up on a church roof having a tear up. And speaking of Captain Hook, <laughs> why does Top Dollar suddenly become? He takes his jacket off. He's got like a white shirt on with a waistcoat. I really, he he looks like fucking Dustin Hoffman. Hook. He's got a he sword. Does. He's got for a man who owns as many guns as he does. He elects to fight Eric Drayden with a sword. He becomes wow. Captain Hook for the last ten minutes of the. Film. It's more fun with the sword. I mean, he looks like Inigo Montoya from the from the. Princess Bride. <laughs> <laughs> you killed my father. Prepare to die. <laughs> it does. It's just, he's gone from being this really cool looking gangster with guns at his disposal for the whole film. And at the end, he's just on a roof. And he just becomes, oh, he just becomes a fairy tale prince with a sword. It's very strange. <laughs> so, swords are way cooler than guns, though. But they get guns get the job. But the, but the fact is, all Top Dollar wants to do is get rid of this fucking undead cunt who's killed half of his crew. So I don't know. He does say at the end, like he'd put a smile on his face. So maybe maybe he's just enjoying spending a bit of time with him. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Yeah, it's, it's, always, it's always nice to make new friends, even if you do have to stick a sword through their back. <laughs> Heavens knows, I know that one. <laughs> Bloody pork sword. Um, <laughs> but um, I suppose another another kind of quite important character in the film and sort of sub story that we haven't touched on is uh, Sarah. Ah, uh, the um, wee Sarah. Yeah, Sarah. So she's kind of a girl that's got like we we, t- we touched upon this this woman Dollar earlier who sleeps with one of the gang and she's kind of a waitress in the local bar, the bar that's owned by Top Dollar actually. Um, waitress and smackheads. Waitress so and she's, smackheads. You know, she's yeah. a lady of several talents. Woman of many talents. Yeah, and um, she's got a daughter called Sarah who basically when when they were alive, Eric and Shelley, which is Eric's girlfriend, kind of uh, kind of tricked her as a surrogate daughter and looked after her. Blah 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 and. Um, when sort of like you kind of keep seeing various scenes of her throughout the city. Like I think because when they got murdered, when when she turned up at the scene and Ernie Hudson kind of comforted her, didn't she? Because he kind of mm. she was a bit like, oh, they looked after me. So basically, Ernie Hudson kind of develops a bit of a like friendship with her and kind of buys her. He sort of, yeah, he's the one. Oh yeah, mate, the fucking that scene at the beginning where she meets him at the hot dog stand and you've just got that fucking hot dog guy who's like, what this place needs is a good old natural disaster. Like, mate, mate, can I just have my hot dog? And also, would you be trusting someone that depressed and mental to be cooking your food? It's like, are these hot dogs or have you cut someone's cut someone's fingers up and yeah. having a bad day? Like, this hot dog's made of my own leg. <laughs> Why is this hot dog vainly with a cock ring? What have you done to yourself? <laughs> have you had another bad? Have you had another bad day, Ted? Have you had another? Have you, have you taken a turn? Like it was, it was the most depressing hot dog vendor you'll ever meet. He was basically just spent the entire time he was serving up um, Ernie Hudson's food. <laughs> this city shit, innit? Shouldn't we all just die? 
I just, I just don't know if I could trust someone to cook my dinner if they were in that mood. No, me neither, mate. I would be worried. But I mean, I'll be honest. I don't meet enough hot dog vendors. I think that's a real problem. You don't get many here, do you? You don't get many. Yeah. You get you get the cafe. You get you get the people that have got the vans off the off the motorway. You know, when you're on a mm. long journey, and you've got the you know. But everyone always waits till they get to a you know. Let's get to the real break places where you can get a KFC and you know when you fill KFC. up the petrol and that. Yeah, yeah. And, you know the, to- the you know the the, the sort of. Places. I know what the no, services, the service stations where you can actually, <laughs> they've got McDonald's, Burger King, Subway. When you sort of think to yourself, do I want to go to that grotty van and pay five quid for a hot dog or some bloke <laughs> who's probably not washed his hands since his last five wanks? You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah they're always just jammed in some lay by next, <laughs> next to somebody randomly selling cherries. Grotty's <laughs> <laughs> on my own farm. Like, just, <laughs> I'll give it a miss, lads. Leaves yeah. on my own hemorrhoids. <laughs> I mean, I like supporting local businesses, but that's the other thing. You can't support when you when, when your when your food spot is sort of halfway down the M23. There's there's no locals to really support your business. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, you know, you should come down and try one of my hot dogs. All you got to do is go 50 miles north, get to the next roundabout, turn around. It's like, um, who, who decides to put a spot there? I don't know. Fair play to them. If anything, you need to you need to kind of get yourself used to the idea that you'll be relying on passing trade. I would say that's a fairly good shout, in in, in fairness. But indeed, you'd, you, I would have, you'd have to set yourself up in a really obscure place because if you're within <laughs> ten miles of anywhere near a service station, people are going to be like, "No, oh, you know, it, it, it's it's just it's just, you are you're just in a layby eating a sweaty hot dog in your car." Mm, and it wouldn't be the first time for me. <laughs> I, um, I, have to, I have to admit, I worked on a burger van when I uh, after after I finished school. I did a bit bit of work on a burger van for a little while. <laughs> yeah, I did because uh, I used to smoke a lot of weed. So it would basically <laughs> like it would be fifty quid a day, and it was a long fucking day, man. So it was a piss take, fifty quid a day. But then at the end of it, I'd just go and get really stoned. That was it. That's how uh, my weed money was just fucking flipping burgers. And there we go, guys. There we go, guys. We we we've all you know. We we've never been too open with our private lives on this private <laughs> But uh, my co-host just admitted that he worked in a burger van to fund a drug habit. So um, yeah, absolutely. And have a good weekend, guys. Following on from what you've just said about these burger vans on the side of the road, don't eat from them because I know I know what goes on. <laughs> Well, I must admit, if they weren't unappealing enough, if I'm ever on my way to Gloucester and I pull up at a label and it's just, it's just you serving up a burger with a fucking bifter in your mouth, I'd be like, do you know what? Do you know I what? You know, I'm actually a very good cook Fuck, now. But there's a little chef in seven miles. I think I'll go there. It's about 11 quid for a shit fry up, but I'll take the risk. You can have a burger, but I might have fucked it. <laughs> I get horny and hungry when I'm stoned. Fuck it, hell. Can't guarantee it's not unfucked. <laughs> oh, by the way, there, there is another character in this film that we haven't acknowledged yet who I thought was is quite it? funny as well. Okay, go on. Gideon. Oh, Gideon. Shit on me! The poor, shit on me! Shit on me! That that was for some reason his go-to when he was scared. Um, this this everyone, yeah, Gideon. So I guess we should go to the the first death scene, which is Tintin, 
Um, and th- what you see Tintin doing is uh, he was one of the guys that, that, that murdered the crow and his, his missus. And he, they, they stole from them as well. And they stole the engagement ring because the crow and his and his girlfriend were due to get married the day after they were murdered. Uh, On Halloween. To, 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 to briefly take you back into depression. Um, yeah, because remember, when they, when they found the bodies, uh, someone just went, oh, they, look, they, someone found one of the wedding invites. And someone just went, who the fuck gets married on Halloween? <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, yeah. yeah, and then, I mean... Ernie Hudson replies in pretty much the only way that you can and just says, no one. No, yeah. Because <laughs> they're fucking dead, you twat. <laughs> fucking hell, you've been doing this job long. <laughs> <laughs> can we make sure he doesn't speak to the parents, please? Yeah, I don't think that policeman knew what he was doing. I think I think he was kicking Shelley while she was dead. Going, your wedding's tomorrow, get up. Uh, <laughs> Come on, clean that up. You don't want to get all that blood all over your dress. <laughs> you dozy cow. <laughs> Oh, dear. oh, but yeah, poor so poor old Shelley. Um, but yeah, we 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 end up. Um, so Tintin, uh, who's the first to die uh, after the Crow's Revenge, he goes to the, a pawn shop. Not a not, not the good one. Uh, the pawn the, <laughs> the, the pawn shop where you know you, you sell shit that you've stolen, and um, he sells the engagement ring. And um, this is a bit of a plot hole for me because. Bradley, uh, the crow. When the crow's resurrected, he finds Tintin. They get into a bit of a bit of a scuffle. Uh, Tintin's whole thing is he's big with knives. Loves a knife. He yeah. loves Throw- a knife. He throws them. He stabs with them. Uh, yeah. You know, etc. Yeah, because when, when basically when Brandon when Bradley comes out of his grave, he he is a bit disorientated about where he is. But the crow shows him to his old apartment, shows him old photos, blah blah blah, and he eventually remembers shit that happened, right? Um, and then Sorry, just just if I could just stop, can we start referring to him as Eric? Just because every time you say things like Brandon Lee coming out of his grave, I don't I don't want to confuse the viewers. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> Do you know what? Do you know what would be easier? I'll just call him the fucking... Yeah, actually, no, I'll call him Eric Draven because the actual crow is involved in this scene. Which the one, yeah, okay, Eric Draven. Because there there's a character called the crow, and then there's a character who is a crow. Yeah. It is a bit confusing. Yeah, it is a little bit confusing. So you've got Brandon Lee who plays the crow, you've got Eric Draven who becomes the crow, then you've got the crow who leads Eric Draven. It's a very confusing film, right? There's a lot of people <laughs> you could call the crow. Okay, so sorry, Brand- so Eric Draven is, is the, mm. resurrected, the resurrected dead guy who's come to take his revenge. And the crow, which is the the, the actual crow, like the bird, um, who he's keeps leading him to his to his old life to show him kind of what happened and give him memories so he remembers what happened to him. And then at he this, also helps him find shoes. He does, which <laughs> is very important part of the film. And, and also he 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 leads Eric back to his old apartment. And when Eric gets back into his old apartment, his cat's there waiting for him. <laughs> And I thought, yeah. you've been dead a year and you're quite chubby. Who the fuck's been feeding you? Apart <laughs> from anything else, his fur's all in perfect condition. I, I, I know from owning a white cat myself that it, it takes, you know, half an hour after she's had a bath and, and she's fucking yellow around the edges again. Do you own a white cat? Yeah. All right, Dr. Evil. Um <laughs> Why must I be surrounded by freaking idiots? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should, we should do Austin Powers one day. It's a good film. Absolutely, mate. I've got the box set. Oh, we should do Austin Powers. Um, but but yeah, I, I've actually I've actually got I've actually got my pick lined up for this week. Thankfully, so um, I I oh, hang on, hang on. Give me two seconds. Okay. I believe my charger has fallen out, and I do not want my power to cut halfway through. Give me two seconds. 
No worries. You could do what you got to do. I'll just entertain the viewers with one of my stories about the books that I've read. Um, I'm currently reading Doctor Sleep, uh, which is uh, the sequel to The Shining. We're good, we're good, we're good, we're good. And he's back. So. Yeah, sorry, my I, I started getting the beep in, in my... Uh, I, I thought I had my charger plugged in, but I think there was something else plugged in. Uh, and uh, yeah, I was getting the beep, and, and the life on this laptop could go if you don't fucking... Uh, yeah, I, was, anyway, so I thought I was going to cut off mid-episode, which would have been incredible. And plus, we would have had to start re-recording, I'd imagine. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're about really... we're half an hour in, so it would have been a bit of a slog for us all. Yeah, and it's, it is half 11. You know, a lot of podcasts would probably cut out technical problems like that. Uh, but we're going to leave it in. No, absolutely. It's all part of the. It's all part of the fun. Oh, mate, we 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 pride ourselves on the, the realness, the realness of the shit. And uh, yeah, I thought my charger was about to die, so I had to go over and plug it into the wall, guys. So uh, there you go. Yeah, See, I'm just, sure you're on the edge of your just like you edgy seat stuff. That is honestly. Yeah. Um. Uh, but but yeah, it was. Uh, so where were we? Sorry, before I distracted everybody with the charger drama. I don't know. Um, all I'm getting over it. Charger. I'm only just calming down now. We got <laughs> we got to Tintin, I think. Yes. So sorry. Yeah. So that he kills uh, he kills Tintin first. I mean, yeah, the dude's got nice. Oh, 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 one thing I will say for Tintin, he's he's got some bollocks on him because uh, at this point, uh, Eric Draven has painted his face. I think he saw a mask in his old apartment that was that's it had like a white and black kind of makeup thing going on. It's, it's similar makeup to Heath Ledger's Joker to put it in context to people who haven't seen this film. So it's kind of like messy makeup in white and black. And at this point, Eric Draven's turned up fucking laughing in this alleyway. Tintin's like, I'm assuming the dude's homeless or he just fancied chilling in an alleyway. But basically he, he tracks down the first of his, of his killers. Uh, and, and they engage in a bit of a bit of a scuffle, didn't they? And, um, yeah. And, and Eric Draven kind of grabs Tintin against the ball. He eventually gets the better of him. He goes, right, I want you to remember a year ago, you killed me, you <laughs> killed my girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. And like, at first, the bloke's like, oh, I don't know what you're on about. But then Tintin's like, oh, yeah, your girlfriend. He goes, I shagged her pink ass and she loved it. <laughs> I thought, fuck me. I mean, everyone's got the right to be a villain. But um, if you're gonna, you think to yourself, I'm talking to the resurrected ghost of the woman I raped and killed a year ago. Maybe be like, Do you know what? I fucked up a bit there. But he was going, yeah, she fucking loved it. And if anything, if anything, her ass was more of a milky beige. <laughs> I just thought, you horrible fucker. Um, yeah, I'm, gl- I'm glad he died. And also, he's quite annoying. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, and, and, and basically, what, what it shows, um, because... Tintin apparently confided in him before he died. You you kind of see Tintin die off screen. You basically see Brand uh, uh, Eric Draven dodges his knives, get him against the wall. Like, then he throws a knife. He catches the knife. Yeah, he throws, yeah, Tintin yeah, throws yeah. a knife at him. He catches it and throws it back at Tintin, which gets him in the shoulder, pins him against fucking the wall. And then great. basically, yeah, he goes to kill him. And like, you see his body and he's got about fucking 10 knives. <laughs> he's got knives, yeah. And it, oh. yeah it transpires that he's apparently stuffed a knife in each of his major organs in alphabetical order. Apparently so. so. Oh, no, yeah. He's, he's, so that's what I always like. Revenge, but with OCD. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, you see him getting Will from the crime scene. He looks like a game of Kaplunk. He was like... <laughs> Or, po- or fucking pop up pirate, <laughs> pirate. <laughs> just called his fucking knife sticking out. <laughs> oh, he's got quite a pirate name as well, Tintin. <laughs> oh, well, that's what he says, doesn't he, Eric Draven? Just a little pirate gang, aren't they, with jolly pirate names? <laughs> Shit on me! 
Well, what makes me laugh? As Tintin's getting wheeled away, that fucking detective, Detective Torres, comes onto the crime scene and he's got no idea who Tintin is, right? <laughs> so um, he, he like, has got no context of this murder. He just sees this body getting wheeled away and he just goes, who's that piece of shit? And it's, <laughs> it's a bit like, what if that was a fucking innocent bystander? <laughs> you fucking prick. Yeah. I mean, you got lucky, the bloke was a cunt. But... <laughs> he didn't know. You know, he didn't know. He just come. He just walked to the crime scene, just seen sort of a fucking guy walking water away with ten knives at him. Who's that cunt? He deserved it. Uh, didn't he? Yeah, um, a black guy. Yeah. So maybe that's got something to do because he doesn't like Officer Albrecht, does he? he? Doesn't. You do think there's another turn of racism? Maybe I think. I think that's. Yeah, a, right. I think that's a fairly good chain of thought to go with. I think. Yeah, well, that's what I guess. He just hates everybody. As soon as his, his face looks like it's just fucking dropped out the back end of a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of more Rick Veeves ones. <laughs> Rick Veeves. Rick Veeves. Rick Veeves. Rick Veeves. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, uh, no, there's a bit where they're all swallowing bullets. What's that all about? I don't know. Oh, that's one of the earliest scenes before they all start, like, killing. These, these gang of four guys that have, have killed off. Um, uh, Fuck you, Tintin. Yeah. Fuck you, Tintin. Was it light it up or burn it up? What's their little chant? Fire it up. Fire it up. Fire it up. And they all start, like, pulling guns. They're in this shithole bar and they all start pulling guns at each other and knives. And they're, they're basically just four scumbags who go around starting fires, really. It's, yeah. it's, you put it this way. I think they did really try and make these guys look as cunty as possible so that you can kind of justify why Eric Draven just goes around fucking slaughtering them all. Um, yeah, also it makes sense why you might want to come back from the dead to do it as well because they really are shit houses. Yeah, do you know what? To be fair, they're all. I mean, like we've just seen what Tintin's reaction was when he found out he was coming face to face with a guy he murdered. Like, and what? Fuck you. Um, so the, the next one to go is 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 Fun Boy, played by Michael Massey. Now, the plot twist on this one is well, I say plot twist, it's not, but but the guy that plays Fun Boy, he's shagging Dala. Uh, in the movie, who is Sarah's mother? Sarah's the one who's friends with uh, with Eric Draven and Shelley. That's it. So when Eric Draven finds Funboy, he's kind of halfway through. Uh, he's kind of shooting drugs with Dala, and they're about banging to- a load of morphine. Yeah, yeah, and, and he, he's a you know he's about to about to, to they're about to get jiggy. And uh, the, uh, Eric, Dra- <laughs> Eric Draven, Eric Draven walks in with a guitar. Oh, that's the scene we missed actually. Because Tintin told uh, Eric Draven that he pawned off the engagement ring that he gave Shelley at a pawn shop, which is where Gideon comes into it. Gideon's uh, pawn shop, yeah. Yeah, and he gets he's got, he's got a hat on his head that says Gids. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this bloke's a colossal prick. And uh, what I love about this guy, he never learns his lesson. All he does is fucking get Larry to everyone who's clearly capable of killing him and eventually Top Dollar does it. Um, Like, honestly... In a brutal fashion as well. Well, he he gives it to... He's a prick. Like, Tintin's obviously a ruthless cunt. He gives it to... All the time, Tintin's... He rips him off because Tintin sells the engagement ring to him. He gets him $50 for it. Um, He mugs Tintin off. Then when um, when when Eric Draven turns up at his pawn shop, it basically... He's closed for the night because it's night time at this point. And um, he just knocks on the door, and you get that. Uh, he did that quote from the crow, didn't he? Like, like the, the the poem, like the raven. You, did, the raven. Did you hear oh, me Ed, rapping? Edgar Allan Poe. Yes. Like, and uh, he, he got, yeah. I heard you. What is it? Somebody. I heard a tapping. 
Oh, what was what was it? You might know better than me. You, you're the ruler. As, Come on. As of something gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door, I believe. Do you know what? I'd love to say I'd heard of it because I'm into poetry. I heard of it because the uh, Halloween tree episode in The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> also, it's into the Raven. There is a fantastic. I, th- I believe it's on SoundCloud, but it's Christopher Walken reading that poem. And oh, it's really? Fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. Christopher Walken could make a. <laughs> he could make ring around the roads. He sound terrifying. That <laughs> He's just a fucking weirdo, isn't he? I saw him today. I was scrolling through Facebook, and there came up the picture came up of a Christopher Walken action figure from the movie Deer Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, mate. It was it was scarier than fucking Annabelle, Chucky, and Robert. All combined, it was absolutely terrifying, mate. I do. I mean, I you know, I wouldn't want it in my house. I've got a few action figures that I because I collected them, but I wouldn't want that anywhere near my house. Christopher Walken's terrifying. Um, <laughs> honestly, he's a fucking scary dude. Um, and you know, probably murdered Natalie Wood. No, I'm probably joking. murdered I'm, Natalie Wood. Yeah, yeah. no, no, I, I, I think I think it was the husband, but, but you know, yeah, Robert Wagner. Yeah, I number think, two, number two. <laughs> Another Austin Powers reference. It's written in the stars. We've got to do it at some point. We've got to do it. It's ninety-seven, I believe, isn't it? Austin yeah, Powers. yeah, it was. It was. Um, we could do it in this series. We could. We could. I've got my pick for the next for once because we've been fed. But we we went for being really good with having our picks ready to not being very good with our picks. Ready. I've got my I've got my one lined up for this week. I'm excited. Um, I've, I've, I've dropped the ball a few times with that. Oh just, no, I, I dropped it. We we, we, think about it. we we did it because that was going to be our kind of end of series one. But we did it because I couldn't fucking think of one. So no, don't <laughs> worry. We we we've both we've both gone. But I've uh, I've got I've got one lined up this time. Um, but yeah, fucking. So uh, basically, Eric Draven goes into this pawn shop and. Um, He's at this point. He's looking mental. He's stolen Tintin's jacket, which is a big <laughs> leather duster. He's got this fucking makeup on, and as soon as he walks in, Gideon's just a big like "fuck you, crackhead," and tries to shoot him. Yeah. And um, at this point, yeah, I think I mentioned it earlier, but just to reiterate, uh, Eric Draven can't be hurt. The power of the crow, because he's come back as an undead, um, he cannot be hurt. At least not for the majority of the movie. We'll get back to we'll get we'll get to that later. But um, he loses the power towards the end. But, but yeah, so it's all his all his wounds just heal up immediately. Yeah. One thing that really annoys me about the special effects on that, right, is the fact that it really, and it always annoys me every time they do it when they, in in films where they show something like that, like a wound healing up and the blood for some reason sucks back up into the wound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the body's not letting that bit of blood go. Yeah. I just think, fuck off. But I, I understand why they have to do it because um, yeah. if, if it's still really bloody, I guess you don't really see the hole closing up. But I, no, it just I'm annoys with... me. Yeah, no. Do you know what? I, I agree. I mean, for for like a mid nineties uh, film, the gra- the graphics aren't aren't terrible. But yeah, it's but, pretty but... good. It's pretty. I mean, it it stands up. I would say it's you know it's not. I mean, you can there's there are bits where you can see an outline around things where it's clearly on a green screen. But yeah, like. It's, I mean, it's largely practical effects anyway, and they're pretty decent. Yeah, I think so. I, to me, I, I like the whole tone of this film, man. Like, have you know, have you noticed that for like seven, eight, you, you rarely see daylight in this film. It's always night. Yeah. It's always yeah. like fucking dark and kind of. I think there's one brief daylight scene where I think when uh, Sarah goes to the apartment uh, to try and find Eric. That's Paul. it. But I, even then, you're right there, mate. You've got a bit windy pops. No. 
okay. Um, you frequently accuse me of burp, but mate, I'll, I'll always throw it out there if I do. There's no shame on this podcast. No, I do. We, we, started a we started a competition based on you farting on air the other week, mate. There's no, there's no shame here, mate. We don't, we don't hold our gas. No, that's all right. I was just, I was just gonna, you know, just let things rest for a minute while you got it out, and then no, we're, no, we're I'm all good. Carry on, mate. No, I'm all good, brother. I'm, I'm, not, I, I, I'm not trying to shame you, mate. Oh mate, no, no. So I'm no, I'm enjoying a, I'm enjoying a, a beverage as we, as we, uh, as we do this, as, as Indeed. is per our normal procedure. We, we like a beer while we're recording, don't we? Oh, absolutely. I've had a glass of wine this evening. Oh, fair play. No. Didn't have any uh, whiskey. <laughs> oh yeah, you're a whiskey guy, right? I do like a bit of whiskey. I like gin. And I like beer. And I like sometimes. I'm not really a big fan of wine, but it's all we had, you know. <laughs> no, fair enough, mate. Whatever's in the cupboard, if you run out, you know. Uh, bit of Drambuie. <laughs> Drambuie? <laughs> 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 oh, dear. Right, back to the film then, I suppose. Yes, of course. So, so uh, basically, he gets the engagement ring from the pawn shop that Gideon owns. Uh, he also says to Gideon, because Gideon's like, are you going to kill me? Uh, Gideon, for some reason, uh, when he feels threatened by the crow, keeps going, shit on me! Shit! <laughs> At this point, you don't know if he's intimidated or if he's horny, and he's just trying. I don't know. I don't whether know he's what... just had some bad experiences with birds. <laughs> Shit on me! Shit on me! Um, uh, basically, uh, Eric Draven says to him, "Look, I'm not going to kill you, but I want you to let every single person in the city tonight. But I'm going to kill them all." Um, yeah. And that's when uh, Gideon then makes his way up to Top Dollars. House to the house. It was kind of a top. It's kind of a room at the top of a club, isn't it? I don't really yeah, know that's it. Yeah, it's like a like a loft, I suppose. Yeah, and um, he kind of tells Top Dollar that some mental crackheads uh, kind of threaten him <laughs> and everyone else, and um, <laughs> it, tells him that his name's Eric Draven as well. Yeah, and and the problem is, uh, that's the thing. Top Dollar seems interested, but Gideon just can't help himself. Just fuck <laughs> this dude. He, he, like he, he's narrowly avoided death twice because as Eric Draven leaves his his pawn shop, he covers it in gasoline and burns it. And he only just survives that. And he thinks, you know what? I've just survived death. What I'm going to go and do is go to the top gangster in the city and tell him he's a wanker. Right, yeah. the guy's take, just... the, take the piss out of his sister. Yeah, who he's obviously <laughs> fucking... Was she supposed to be your sister? Yeah. And just laughs and goes, your sister, you pair of freaks. Honestly, I've never <laughs> seen that. I'm not twisted like you two fucks. I know, I've got to say, I don't think I've ever seen a more deserved death on a film. Okay. He just picked a fight with everyone. He was a little fat middle-aged bloke, by the way, everyone. We aren't talking about some film hard man. He was... No. Yeah, he was, he was like a sort of Mexican... Mexican Uncle Fester, um, and he just Le- Leo was watching it with me. She thought it was uh, Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "Is that Matilda's dad?" <laughs> well, that's the kind of well to put it into concert. That's, that's the kind of colour of man we're talking. And he was basically just going around to every fucking bad guy, good guy, guy that was capable of killing him in the movie. And just called them a prick and cut them off. So um, it, it, he didn't last <laughs> long. You're a twat. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it was the equivalent of uh, honestly, it was like going up to Jack the Ripper again. Dickhead. <laughs> ah. uh, it was. It was. Yeah, he had some balls on him for for a man who was clearly not capable of fighting anyone. No, no. What a fucking useless cunt. And yeah, he got got a sword put through his fucking neck or something, and then shot twice. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, top- that is- yeah. Quite literally overkill. I mean, top dollar put him out of his misery, which is, which is, you know, yeah. I, I, I mean, do you know what? Before we go on to the next couple of deaths, because we get to David Patrick Kelly's death next, T-Bird. And like I said, mm. he's a bad man. Um, 
Oh, no, actually, no, we, we've got to cover Fun Boy, actually, because we've got Simon. Oh, yeah, f- yeah, Fun Boy's doing a load of smack with Darla. We hear that quite fake. I mean, so she sort of locks herself in the bathroom, doesn't she? Yeah. To get away from him. And he, in the meantime, he's... he's he basically, he, he kills, basically, he walks in on Fun Boy and Darla, uh, doing, shooting up fucking junk and uh, about to bang. And, um, yeah, Fun Boy kind of, he's too fucked to really put her much of a fight. But basically, Crow puts him out of his misery failure. He shoot, he, hold, what makes me laugh is, he, I think he shoots Fun Boy and Fun Boy just goes, because he's lying on his bed, he just goes, look what you did to my shit. <laughs> And then, yeah, then a bit where he actually, the way he actually kills him is by giving him loads of morphine, isn't it? Straight into his heart. Yeah, yeah. And, the, yeah. and as he's doing that, he's like, you're wasting it. <laughs> he has very strange priorities. For a sort of drug addict killer, it was a bit... Rapist. What, what if, yeah, drug addict rapist killer. What have you done to my sheets? Yeah, <laughs> he might like those sheets. I only washed these this morning, you knobhead. Uh, <laughs> oh, you absolute bastard. Oh. I have to do that again now. <laughs> But then, yeah, Darla. Whilst uh, whilst the crow was was killing the fun boy, Darla, uh, Sarah's mum, she locks herself in a bathroom, and uh, the crow uh, comes in. Uh, Eric Draven, sorry, and um, she he kind of corners her. She tries to hit him with a straight razor because I don't know. She obviously is unsure what's going on. If she thinks she's going to kill her, she's um, off her tits as well. Aren't she? Yeah, but he, he he somehow manages to like suck the morphine out of her arms. Um, and yeah, so, not with his mouth though. He sort of squeezes her arm, and it starts dripping out. Yeah, and he just <laughs> lapping up the morphine. <laughs> yeah, nah, nah, give nah, me nah, that nah, shit. Nah. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. He squeezes out of her arms, and he kind of says to her, uh, "What is it? Um, Mother is the name of God, or the lips of all children." And he sort yeah, of says, man, that's a fucking great line. It is a great line, and he, and he says to her, he says to her like, like, "Your your daughter's out there on the streets waiting for you. Like, mm. go to her." That is a great line. Do you know another line I really like is. Um, because we're going back to the pawn shop to when, when, when Eric Draven blows up the, the pawn shop, uh, mm. it, it obviously after, after he's got the engagement ring and it, it, he, um, it attracts all the police in the area and fucking Ernie Hudson turns up and he sees Eric Draven sort of coming. He doesn't recognize him because obviously he knew Ernie Hudson was there when Eric Draven and his, and his missus were killed. So he kind of knows Certainly. the story and he, he kind of says to Eric Draven, he just goes, uh, he puts his gun up to him and says, don't move. Cause obviously he thinks he's the one who started the fire, which he did to be fair. <laughs> and, uh, and he goes to him and he goes, he goes, I said, freeze. If you move and you're dead <laughs> and fucking Eric Draven just goes, well, I say I'm dead. And I move. <laughs> yeah, I want that as a fucking badass line as well, man. It's great. I, it's a lot of the lot, so the the mother is the name for God on the lips and hearts of all children is one that's lifted from from the comic. Um, that doesn't surprise me. And it's, the yeah. one the joke that he tells about Jesus, uh, that's from the comic as well. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So it's, 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 it's he kind of goes around like obviously murdering all these blokes, but he's, he has these very sort of poetic quips that he comes out with. Um, so they've, they've nicked a few of those from the yeah. comic and they, I, I think they work really well. They're, it's fantastic. It is a fantastic read. I recommend it. I will lend it to you. Um, no, I, no, I, I, anybody listening as well, I highly recommend that you read it. It's, it's a very good comic. No, no, no. It's cool. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm I'd be tempted after watching this film again, and and I, I, like I say, I really enjoyed it. Um, mm. I, I thought it would be. I must admit, when when you first picked it, I thought it might be a hard one to for us to do our thing because obviously our whole thing is taking the piss and blah blah blah. But um, no, I think, <laughs> I think we're doing all right. I think we're doing all right. But um, I did think it was quite heavy. But to be fair, we've done a couple of films that were pretty heavy. 
Um, well, you can't just do, you know, Sandlot all the time. Absolutely. <laughs> Oi, you leave the Sandlot alone. Uh, no, <laughs> do, do you know what? I, I, no, I agree. I think I think we can put our own spin on any kind of movie, really. I might avoid, yeah. I might avoid Schindler's List, but, uh, <laughs> but I think we can... Um, no, we, we, we... I do I do think it's hilarious that there is a brand of lifts, elevators called Schindler. That's not a thing, is it? No, it fucking lift. is, mate. Schindler's got, Lift. That's brilliant. That someone should <laughs> Schindler's Lift. <laughs> For fuck's sake. I know, mate. I know, yeah. When I was at uni, the, the, the lift in my um, block of flats where I lived was a, a Schindler lift. Imagine going to that bank and going, right, I want, I want a loan for a small business and I'm going to start a lift company. <laughs> hey, what are you going to call it? <laughs> <laughs> ah, this is, a, this is a joke, isn't it? Do you know, that, that's always one of my favourite go-tos is a bit whenever you see a fucking ridiculous idea, I just think, what was the, what was the scene like when they fucking pitched it? Like, in the fucking, like, fucking Schindler's lift. <laughs> We're bloody lucky that Spielberg made that film because the marketing has pretty much sorted itself out. <laughs> oh, canal. There's a um, scene in Life's Too Short in there with Liam Neeson. I'm very good at making lifts. Uh, lists. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why Steven Spielberg hired me to play Oscar Schindler. I want to do some stand-up. I, lo- I thought Life's Too Short was great. I, I really it's like- really good. I- Honestly, after Life 3 comes out, uh, shortly, I, I, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, for those who probably don't know already, after eight episodes, Ricky Gervais is kind of mine and Mike's hero. Um, mm, one of them. Oh yeah, he's definitely one of them. They're, they're, yeah, obviously, obviously, Rick is top of the list. Rick's top of the list, but but yeah, Rick, uh, Ricky Gervais. Anyone called Rick? Rick, Rick Moranis. Yeah. Oh, fuck <laughs> me. There's, there's a real, there's a real fucking theme going on here. Rick James. <laughs> the model Rick Martel, 90s wrestler. Uh, sorry, I was a bit of a wrestling geek in my day, so uh, yeah, I thought I'd throw that in there. Is there any other famous Ricks? Uh, there's Ricky Martin. <laughs> there is. There is Ricky uh, Martin. Not so much of a hero. Uh, Rick, Rick, Rick Baker. Oh, I'll tell you who was a Ricky, but I can't remember his last name. <laughs> was who played Willie Lopez. <laughs> he was a Ricky. <laughs> God bless you. Ricky Ramirez. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, the Night Stalker's kind of a hero of ours to an extent. I mean, he, he, got, him, he got himself out there, you know. Uh, he, he certainly did something, didn't he? He was a fucking mental. He was Absolutely. Fucking, have you watched that Night Stalker documentary? I have, and it was very good. It, it was, oh, awesome documentary. Don't get me wrong. Love a fucking crime documentary, particularly murder documentaries. I love all that shit. But uh, mm. oh, let's not get it. Yeah, Ricky Moraes was a. Richard Moraes was a fucking mental case and <laughs> do you know what you, you rarely get the you get serial killers who who don't necessarily look like serial killers like you could walk past Ted Bundy or someone in the street and not notice him Richard Ramirez looked like a fucking serial killer he looks like some sort of cat demon yeah he was scary as shit man he had his mouth like, full of all rotten teeth as well apparently oh. that would be the first thing that his victims would notice is this fucking smell of like like wet leather and just rotten teeth oh man no mate he was he was ap- absolute wrong on old Ricky Ramirez but I mean but yeah, if anyone hasn't seen the Night Stalker on Netflix, don't know why I'm plugging it randomly, but yeah, it's worth a watch. But it's uh, good. we but don't yeah. make any money off of plugging it. No, um, we don't. And maybe we will. 
but yeah, no, absolute fuck. But anyway, speaking of crackheads with useless teeth, um, <laughs> I suppose we should move on to our last two guys to die. Uh, so we've so covered what? we've covered Funboy more or less. Uh, by the way, Dala, after uh, having the morphine sucked out of her and being told to go to her daughter, to be fair, there's quite a nice scene, isn't there, where it shows she's making she's making Sarah breakfast. Yeah, and Sarah's a bit like Sarah's at this point so disenchanted with her mother. She doesn't even call her mum. She's like, all right, Dala. And uh, to be fair, Dyla kind of makes her eggs and she kind of says like, oh, someone help me. I want to try and be a better mother and blah, blah, blah. So God, mate, I'd be like, fuck your eggs, you fucking smackhead. Yeah. I, 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 if that were me, I'd be like, oh, you need to fuck off. <laughs> I, I'll, do, I'll just I'll just go hang out with the policeman again. He buys me hot dogs. Absolutely. Oh, that. Fucking free oh, hot that. dogs of Ernie Hudson. I love this city. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Somebody already bought me dinner. The police. <laughs> so another, another of Sting's charitable acts. <laughs> I like that. I love it. That's a laugh too short. All right, Sting, you coconut headed git. Fucking Warwick Davis. <laughs> Warwick Davis is a fucking legend, man. I, I, think that's, I, think that's I do know why he's not in more things. <laughs> well, David remakes No What on the Seven Dwarfs. He could have one of many roles. Um, <laughs> I, I gather they're bringing out a sequel to Willow, aren't they? Oh, I'd watch that. Do you know what? It's funny you mentioned Willow. Uh, one, of, one of my mate, one of my mates, uh, Gibbo, he suggested uh, Willow as one of the ones to do. Because uh, you know what? There's, there's a couple of eighties films. Even though we're doing nineties at the moment, there's a, there's a few eighties films we didn't cover. I wanted to. Like, I would love to do Lost Boys. Um, oh yeah, good shout. Um, and Willow, I'd do Willow. I'm not I, I, the film, not Warwick Davis. Um, <laughs> I don't know, mate. I mean. I do, it, just to say that I'd done it. Oh, I don't know. I'm six foot five. I feel like I'd kill him during. Um, <laughs> yeah, you'd split him like a piece of bread. <laughs> that was another thing he said. There's a bit where Warwick Davies and Lars Schultz just he's talking about the divorce proceedings of his wife, and he was a bit like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how it's come to this because his wife's like a not a dwarf, she's like a sort of normal sized woman. And he just a bit goes a bit like yeah, the sex life was fine. He goes, I put in all he goes, I put in all the effort I could. I mean I couldn't have put in any more. He goes if he goes, he goes, if I put in any more love, you're waking up with a dead dwarf on you. What's <laughs> <laughs> a legend, mate? Oh mate, the way he sent himself up Warwick Davis, fucking such, such a legend, and I think he's just like a top bloke as well. Actually, to be fair, I'm... yeah, I've heard that he's just a really, really nice, nice fella. Yeah, yeah, got his big break when he was eleven. Ah, oh, he was in uh, Star Wars, right? Return, he of was, Return of the Jedi. He played Wicket. Played an Ewok. Yeah, played an Ewok. Played a little bear man. Yeah, and he. Was, I watched him recently because I've been rewatching like a lot of Carl Pilkington shit recently. Because I've been, I've been listening to podcasts to kind of give me inspiration and stuff for what we. Do. I've been listening to like the Carl Pilkington and stuff, and then maybe want to watch his series again. So I watched that lot. Uh, I watched that Idiot Abroad series where he took one oh, yeah. David's along. I mean, give that a rewatch if you get a chance. Fucking gold, mate. I don't really like Carl Pilkington that much, to be honest. With You're you. not a fan, though. I find him a little bit annoying. I mean, it's—I think it's just very obvious that he's playing a character. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think it was. There, there, I think it like in the early episodes and now. I think I think he was kind of. I don't know. I, I've always been on the fence with that. I mean, I, I I enjoy watching it, but I I know what you mean. I've I've, I've got a few mates who said to me they don't like him because they think he's a character. But I I'll tell you what, though, I did think he was pretty good in Derek. Oh, Dougie, yeah. Dougie, yeah. yeah. He's a bit fucked off. That bit stayed. <laughs> <laughs> Looked like an egg with sideburns. Um, 
<laughs> oh, it's good stuff. This has just turned into sort of a drunken rant about our favourite TV shows. No, it? no, no, no. Let's let's get back to the um, let's get back to the film. Sorry. So, uh, so, so yeah. who's next? So, oh, it's T Bird next. T Bird's next. T Bird's the next one to get wiped. He's kind of the leader of the game, which I don't know why. He, which me, I don't know why that he didn't get wiped out last. But this is played by David Patrick Kelly, who he's like I say, most well known for the Warriors, like Warriors. Come he's that guy with the like clinking the bottles, clinking the bottles. That's, yeah, he's basically just. In every film I've seen him in, just looks fucking mental. Um, he's and got he, the he, shittest fucking haircut ever in this film. Yeah, he does. He and, looks and, like a monk. Yeah, but but you know what? He makes it work, man. The guy, the guy is just he just he's so fu- he's just a fucking sinister dude. He just comes across like a madman. And yeah. um, he he uh, basically his his death scene is probably the coolest as well because he um, he's getting ready to go out for Devil's Night at this point. Tintin and Funpoint are dead, and him and Skank have bet up. They're the last <laughs> two of the four, and. Um, they're about to go out and start the kind of devil's night thing and they're in his car and he says to Skank, he goes, go get some beers and smokes for the road kind of thing. And yeah. then as, as Skank leaves, he, um, he, he, he gets ambushed by, uh, by Eric Draven. Who's Eric's, the Eric's the in the car, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Eric's in the back of the car and he basically, uh, drives him to this fucking Bay area of, of Detroit, fastens him to the car. And as he's fastening him to the car, like fucking, T, like, because David Patrick Kelly hasn't recognised. Well, his name's T Bird. Sorry, T Bird's not recognised him yet, and he's a bit like, "What? What the fuck?" And all of a sudden, he clocks him and he goes, "Wait a minute, I don't know you. I know you. We pushed you out the fucking window. I keep, well, yeah. we killed you." And he goes, "You ain't coming. You can't come back from that. You can't, can't come back. back. There's no coming back. There's no coming back from that." And it, basically, he's fastening him in this car. And at this point, T Bird's like, "What the fuck? I'm being killed by a dude I killed a year ago." And um, I don't know. He's the, exact- the only one who seems to have a genuine react, like the, the, the like a like a, a like a feasible reaction to it. Yeah, everyone yeah. else is just like, ah, oh, well, you know, yeah, fuck your missus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking Tintin was a dick about it and was like, oh, fuck you. Your wife loved it, right? Um, <laughs> um, fun, fun, fun boys, I think, to off his tits to really know what's going on. He's yeah. more concerned with his sheets and wasting drugs. Um, <laughs> T-Bird shits himself though, and as you would, hello. You're yeah. dead, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. T- 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 T-Bird's a bit like, oh, oh, fuck me. Like, he's come back to take his vengeance. And what he does is he straps T-Bird to this car. I don't know the exact science behind how he did it, but he somehow manages to make the car run with T-Bird stuck in it and no one else. And it kind of explodes in midair as he's going over into the sea. Well, he's, got a, he's got a boot full of explosives in it, and then he sticks a, like a grenade or something in the front. Yeah, yeah. So There's a fucking cool scene where it just sort of flies off the dock and yeah. it just blows up before it hits the water. It's very, oh. very nicely handled. I have to say, the explosions in this film are fucking brilliant. Yeah, no, I agree. I did that, like, all the explosions, like, you know, when he did the fucking pawn shop explosion, and that, yeah, no, I agree. Mm. They're all great. And, and at this point, uh, Skank, who was the last, <laughs> somehow, in that group of four, the last man standing, and if you've seen this film, folks, you will see that he's essentially a... Honestly, do you, I mean... He's like the male equivalent of the uh, government came and took my baby <laughs> woman from the labyrinth. <laughs> it's like if she were a bloke and real, she would be skank <laughs> in this movie. Oh, mate, it's, that's spot on. Yeah, that's exactly what he is. He, he basically is, he, to be fair to the bloke who plays him, he does a drug addict quite well because he's kind of quite manic and blah, blah, blah throughout the whole thing. Um, 
But he, he, what makes me laugh about Skank is he's already not in great health. And, <laughs> in, the, and in the process of T-Bird getting kidnapped, Skank, because he, because he was meant to be getting in T-Bird's car, the car speeds off. Skank runs out the shop where he was buying the fags and the booze, gets run over by <laughs> one car, <laughs> and the bloke gets out and calls him, an, you stupid ass head, which is a... Uh, <laughs> no, I think he says ass hair. I thought he said ass head. Uh, okay. Well, I, I'm... I'm willing yeah, to let's... give that. I'm willing to give that a re-listen. I, I, I you're, yeah, your stupid ass hair. I don't think it matters, but I just think that's a fucking. That's a weird thing to call somebody, isn't it? Yeah, and also that bloke gets physically overpowered by Skank, so he's a pussy anyway. He's <laughs> um, got that tiny little fucking bitch mobile. As honestly, well. Skank looks like it looks like a strong breeze would knock him over. He's like <laughs> the sort of he's like the Mister Burns of the drug world, but he somehow managed to overpower this dude. And then he, goddamn foreign cars, yeah. <laughs> and he and he follows um, T Bird and, and Eric Draven, and he sees everything go down. And that's when he reports back to Top Dollar, and was a bit like, "Oh my god!" He does this big fucking dramatic, tries to tell him what had happened, but he's so drugged out of his tits. <laughs> I mean, Top Dollar is finished. Top Dollar Hills. We should have filmed that. No, 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 no. <laughs> should have filmed that. Played it back. I told him not to do it, and he's made it with him, but he's not doing it. Oh, by the way, I'm not doing my Rick Moranis. This is what Skank sounds like, by the way. Um, although there isn't a great differentiation between the voices. Um, no, no skank. I'm not skank. And basically, skank right there. Yeah, but skank, skank basically decides to stay by the side of the gangster uh, top dollar for the, for the rest of the uh, for the rest of the movie. And you can kind of see why because he's got no chance on the street on his own. And then um, top dollar, Blades, yeah, they sort of use him as bait, don't they? They do. Well, top dollar calls this big meeting, doesn't he? Yeah, with, his, with, with all the all the gangsters, you got all different types of gangsters. There's an Asian gangster. There's a lot of white. Sort of Italian-looking gangsters. There's a black guy with a hood. There's a Chinese gangster. Yeah, yeah. There's a few of them. Yep. Yeah, there's a few yeah. of them. And and um, um, every cliche you can think of. Yeah, I mean, there's one character we've not mentioned. Although, to be fair, I'm not sure he does much to warrant a mention. Is uh, Tony Todd? Yeah, Grange. Like he, yeah. he's kind of top dollars right hand man, African American man, glasses, kind of top dollars go to guy. Doesn't he's really he's the candy man. He is the candy man. I love how you, your voice went like the Candyman as well. There, he's the Candyman. It was always you, Helen. He's the Candyman. How the fuck have I not noticed that? Yeah, man's Tony Todd. He's a fucking legend, raw man. And didn't this come out? When did the When did the Candyman come out? Uh, Candyman, I believe, was ninety two or ninety three, and this was ninety four. So, so he was a big deal at this point because Candyman was a popular yeah. fucking movie. Yeah, man, that was a banger. I take it back, everybody. So, Top Dollar's right hand man was the fucking Candyman. How about yeah. that? How about that, people? How about that? How about that? Nineties horror fans. Yeah, suck on that. Yeah. So yeah, the, the bloody the... film watches. Yeah. Oh, I showed them. But yeah, he sort of does a bit of investigating. He goes to Eric's grave and uh, spends quite a lot of time feeling the dirt for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. No, he does, and I, I think. Sure. Yeah, and, and also the 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 mental Chinese sister played by uh, Bay Ling. I mean, his <laughs> Mika. I mean, there's not. What about that was incorrect. It's true. Um, <laughs> she's pretty fucking useless. She just yeah. says odd things. But she finds out that there's a mystical power in that the crow, the crow, because obviously whenever Eric Draven turns up, a crow actually turns up with him like an actual bird, and um, 
she finds out that uh, that bird is the gateway from the dead to the living, and that if you hurt, if you kill the bird, you can kill the man. Well, uh, she sort of guesses it. <laughs> yeah, you never really find out where her info's come from, do you? You never really, no, not really. You never really just, find out. She just turns up and goes, "I'll figure out what happened." It's like, hang on, you've just been stuck in this loft with some mental cokehead killing people. How have you suddenly acquired this ancient wisdom? You well, lying slag. I, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's why they make her so fucking weird because you just assume she's so weird. She knows shit like that. Yeah. You know, she's so weird. She's got special powers. Yeah. I okay. don't know, mate. She just seems to spend most of the film obsessing over people's eyes. Yeah, you know? she does. She, she's a weird chick. At this point as well... I like the pretty lights. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good impression. Uh, <laughs> uh, at, at this point... <laughs> <laughs> At this point as well, uh, Eric Draven has already been to visit Ernie Hudson. And Ernie... Oh, I've just got her saying that line on a loop in my head at the moment. <laughs> just, just how fucking shit, how poorly she delivers that line. I she, like the pretty rights. Uh, I have to say, Bailing is 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 not a uh, not 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 the best actress I've ever. No, I, th- I think she only got the job because she's got huge tits. Yeah, but you know, she's, she's made not a- very good at putting lipstick on either. Yeah, she, I mean, she, she's made a living, fair play. She's done, you know, she's done what she's done. Is uh, she an actual actress? What is, I don't know. I've, I mean, I've only ever seen She's like a model slash actress. Um, but I mean at this point Skank's already told them what's happened anyway because he's kind of reported back to him. Despite being... He got run over by the dude who called him an arsehead. Then he got in a bad car crash because he blocked a police car. So I'm not really sure how someone was already in bad health or survived two serious car accidents. But that's, I suppose he has to stay alive for, for, for Eric to kill him, which he does at this... Uh, oh, look, um, all the effing and blinding in this film. And then when the policeman sees that the car speed and he's like, what the crap? <laughs> oh, pigs and d- dinkles. What are these nincompoops doing? Uh, <laughs> absolute buffoons driving like that. They could really hurt someone. Blood and Neanderthals. Uh, <laughs> Bovine lummoxes. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then that I did have to laugh when the policeman spilled the coffee on himself. That oh, yeah, he spilled it on his penis, didn't he? <clears throat> he spilled it all over his penis. He spilled it all over his penis, directly onto. Um, uh, but no, it, it was... It, so they get to, <laughs> they get there like a really kind of cool scene where um, Top Dollars gathered all the gangsters like we were talking about and uh, Eric Draven turns yeah. up to, to gather to gather skank and um, <laughs> to gather skank that just sounds ca- like someone something someone has to do on Hampstead Heath <laughs> on, a, on a Sunday morning <laughs> well basically he's the last of the four alive and Eric Draven turns up and was a bit like look give me him the rest you can live and that's when our old top dollar goes, oh, so you're him, are you the Avenger, the killer of killers? Um, and Eric Dragon. Thank that's, you. That's, that's actually very good. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, thank you. To be fair, he's got a kind of basic, raspy voice. It's not too hard to... This is a pretty great voice, though, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I love, I love it, mate. Fucking Michael Wincott's a bad man. Um, I like that he's got... Oh, is this everything all right? Is this... <laughs> What? Is, is Maddie just smashing up the kitchen or something? Are you okay? What are you doing over there? She's making a snack. She's making. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Well, you're being picked. You're being picked up on the episode right now. Can you stop interrupting, please? It's all right. I'll take. Yeah. I'll take a you sandwich can, if you, you, you can, going. You can make a snack, but can you do it a little bit quieter? 
And can you make me one more Jurassic? <laughs> this is going to this is going to go on Spotify. You're embarrassing us both. <laughs> right, you, you keep you're still you're still making noise, dear. All right, this is my Mike's thing. You're not a part of this. I told yeah, you, Maddie. I told you, you, you've already got to marry him. I t- let me have this. Let us have this one hour a week that we have. Okay. <laughs> It's mine and Mike's thing. You're not a part of this. All right? Get back in the kitchen. <laughs> right. Well, don't put it in the microwave because when it dings. No. Right. Sorry. Right. My wife's very much doing her own thing. I can apologise, loyal listeners. My, my wife's got a bit rogue tonight. Um, we went out for dinner earlier and uh, she's had a couple of wines. I'm not sure she's thinking straight. Um, <laughs> unbelievable. It's made me look very unprofessional, I have to say. Yeah, I, I, that's why people tune in, isn't it, for the professionalism. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to wake up in the morning and be like, oh, God, tell Mike not to upload that episode. I'm doing it, and I'm going to make this bit louder. <laughs> my podcast, Maddie, my fucking rules. <laughs> this is no longer the Crow episode. This is the Maddie episode. This is just following Maddie around where she kicks <laughs> the shit out of your house. <laughs> I uh, love this city. Anyway, um, <laughs> I want a snack now. <laughs> do, do you know what? To be fair to her, I feel bad. She's given up on the snack because she knew it was making noise. Oh, no, have your snack. You can have your snack, dear. Go on, have your snack. Anyway, we need to get back to our episode. We already stopped talking about this film for like an hour. So we need to get back to, we need to, get back to us. We need to get back to the film. <laughs> I mean, it's quite a long one, isn't it? Oh, was it? What was it? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, we're 70 minutes. I usually leave the clock watching for you, mate. Hey, listen, I've eased up on that lately, bruv. I've eased up. But having said that, we are 71 minutes in. So I guess guess we'll uh, we'll wrap it up in the next 10 and call it. uh, To be fair, I think one of the It episodes was similarly long. So listen, yeah. yeah. Not being funny, if people are willing to listen to us for an hour, I don't think an extra 20 minutes is a stretch, is it? Um, I can see why the fucking number of listens are dropping, though. (laughs) Oh, fuck me, are they? That's depressing. (laughs) No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Everybody loves us. I was going to say, I thought we were getting better. Uh, oh, we're doing, doing brilliantly. No. Yeah. <laughs> I've got the heart to tell you otherwise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, viewers, please, can you please can you do some of our marketing for us? Because we're shit at it and we're just old. Apparently, yeah. you've got to use a lot of hashtags in uh, this day and age. I, I don't know a, what that means. I use a couple when I post them on Instagram, but, you know, mm. I, I give it my best. But, um, but yeah, no, we'll take any any any, uh, any advice we can get to to get it out there to, to to the great job. But we, you know, but we appreciate all our loyal viewers in the meantime. But look, we essentially want to become millionaires off the back of this. So um, and that's never going to. I'll, I'll send nudes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Not of me because they'll make you want to be <laughs> sick. But I'll find something. I'll find. I'll shave a cat. <laughs> I know where I can find a cat. <laughs> well, yeah, just go back to our driving house. There's one knocking about a year later. <laughs> And apparently, no one's going to miss it. And apparently it's invincible because they didn't lose any weight and didn't die uh, despite being in an abandoned apartment for a year. Um, Just imagine some like fat old woman coming every day with a little saucer of milk. <laughs> Come on, drink up now. <laughs> like there you go. I brought you some beef. <laughs> 
<laughs> Fuck me. Where were we at in this fucking film? I don't know, mate. It's very late, isn't it? It, it, it is. Do you know what? We, we were at, um, I believe... Uh, the big, big fight. Big shooty, fight. Shoot. So basically, big. Top Dollar orders all of the gangsters to shoot Eric. They all do shoot Eric. He falls to the floor. He doesn't die. He wakes up, kills all of them. Then he throws Skank out of a fucking... He picks up Skank to throw him out of a window. And he goes, oh, because no, he's the final dude. And he goes... Um, Right, you know, I finally got hold of your skank. It's got skank, skank. I know that's that's skank. I know skank. He, he tries to make out that he'd already killed skank and that he wasn't skank. And he goes, "Yeah, skank's dead. You've already killed him." And Eric goes, "Yes, I have," and throws him out of the window. Yeah. Which, mar- which marks the end of the four main bad guys that actually did the killing. But Top Dollar, um, kind of, uh, what does he do? So he, he uh, well, Eric, thinking he's finished his quest, he returns to his grave because he thinks he's killed the four. The four dudes. Uh, goes and stares at a bunch of kids for a bit. And he, then... Yeah, he does. He goes and stares at a bunch of kids trick-or-treating, which is probably... You know, I've been I've been treading carefully with Brother Eric Draven because of the backstory of both characters in real life and in the film. But mm. he does... He does don't, we, we would not let you leave an episode without having a nonce moment, people. We does stare <laughs> at some trick-or-treaters for a little bit too long. Um... But he brings very, very sort of creepy smile on his face. Yeah, and 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 then he returns to his grave to kind of think like my job's done. And Sarah turns up to say goodbye because she's kind of uh, you know she was aware that he was alive. There was there was a bit, but one of the things was was that she went back to his abandoned apartment because she kind of they kind of had that uh, brief meeting when she was skateboarding. Where he, where he, he stops her, her from getting run over. He stops her getting run over, and she, 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 he kind of has his back turned to her, so she can't see his face. But mm. then she kind of goes, "What are you meant to be a clown or something?" Because he notices the makeup, and um, and she, she starts moaning about it raining, and he sort of goes to, her, "Well, it can't rain all the time." And then when she turns around, he's disappeared. But she knows that's a quote from one of his songs. Yeah. So she's she's aware that he's come back to life at this point, and she'd gone back to the apartment, didn't she, to find him. That's it. And that's the bit they did with the body double. And when you look back at the scene, it's quite an obvious body double because you never see his face. Yeah, he's just stood in the window, sort of backlit. Like, 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 yeah, he goes like, Sarah, I do care. Um, And they go, she hugs him, but you never see his face. But that's that's because at that point, uh, Brandon Lee had had died. So the film was more or less finished when when he, when he, the accident happened, but they had to do a few scenes with the body standing. And um, that that was one of them. But she she goes back to say goodbye to him at the grave at the end when he's done this whole thing. And um, as she's leaving the graveyard, when he's getting ready to sort of go back to being dead, uh, Top Dollar and the and his Chinese sister uh, kidnapped them as well as uh, Candyman. What a crew! Um, <laughs> Candyman, Top Dollar, and his Chinese sister who he fucks. Um, I like her eyes. <laughs> And um, at this point as well, Ernie Hudson turns up as backup. And um, it's, that's sort of crowbarred in a little bit, isn't it? That is a little bit crowbarred in. And also, as they go into the church, it's in this church, which is in the graveyard, where obviously Eric Draven had gone back to his grave. And um, Candyman, who I'm now refusing to refer to him by, by his actor name or by his character name, he's Candyman. 
Um, he, Absolutely. He, he, Don't he, try not to say it any more than four times, though, all right? <laughs> he, he shoots the crow and wounds him. And not Eric Draven, he shoots the crow, as in the bird. And that was the whole thing where, it, because the, that was the, 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 the thing that was keeping um, Eric Draven from being hurt was the crow not being mm. hurt. But all of a sudden, so you do get this kind of quite funny moment where Eric Draven still thinks he's invincible and he kind of goes up to Top Dollar like, do your fucking worst. And Top Dollar shoots him and he just goes... Ah, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I can be hurt again. This is shit. Uh, I think that's a really uh, well acted little. Yeah, it's it just like I suddenly, don't fancy, I suddenly don't fancy myself in this fight anymore. Uh, uh, I'm just going to go outside. All right, see you later. And um, Sarah, get home safe. Yeah, I've decided I liked being dead and I'm going <laughs> to go back to. Uh, uh, so, yeah, basically, at this point, uh, because the crow's been wounded, uh, Eric can be wounded. And uh, Top Dollar shoots him, and uh, yeah, they end up. Um, long story short, because I'm very conscious of of, of time, because it was and also for us, it's fucking late. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we uh, yeah, well, they basically end up at the top of the church tower. Um, Bailing the Chinese. Oh, um, Ernie Hudson's character, the policeman, he comes in and shoots uh, Candyman. Candyman dies. Uh, and to be honest, yeah. I'd love to say that might sound like I'm rushing that scene, but that's pretty much all that happens. It's not really lots. It's, of well, it's just a lot of shooting. There's so much shooting in this film. Yeah, there's a um, lot of gunfights. A lot of gunfights. Like, Crow pecks out his Chinese sister's eyes. Yes. The, the, basically, Bailing's trying to catch the wounded crow to kind of... Because she thinks if he catches the crow, she can take the power and that she can be immortal. Um, but when she grabs the crow, it pecks the shit out of her. Um, yeah. And yeah, that coming. I mean, fair play to that crow for being an absolute champ. It's been fucking shot. Still manages to scratch out her eyes. And yeah. a nice bit of sort of poetic justice because she's been so obsessed with everyone else's eyes throughout yeah. the film. Yeah, absolutely. And and then almost uh, like it was foreshadowing her own demise. <laughs> <laughs> I loved the voice there. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so it ends up, it's just Eric and Top Dollar on the roof. Uh, Top Dollar kind of says to him, look, they, them four might have killed your missus, but I, ever, nothing goes on in this town without my say, so I take full responsibility. He's so, that was, he's so unnecessarily said it was my fault. He could have just said, yeah, the other four guys did it. I'm just a bystander. But just to be a prick, which Top Dollar basically is in this film. Uh, no, I think he's trying, he is trying to be a prick. Yeah, and he kind of says, yeah, it's my fault. Sorry about your name. He nails it. He nails the, he, the whole prick vibe. Yeah, he goes, sorry, I scuppered your wedding plans there, friend. <laughs> yeah. yeah, cheers. Um, <laughs> um, basically, what happens then is, uh, is he, he's basically got, he stabs, because basically Top Dollar took Sarah up on the roof and she, he kind of let her go and she's hanging on to the roof by a thread. And when he's fighting, when Eric's fighting Top Dollar, he gets distracted by Sarah and then Top Dollar stabs him in the back. But, um, what had happened earlier in the movie is it turns out Ernie Hudson had stayed with Shelley for the whole 30 hours she was in pain because it took her a long time to die after she got attacked. And when he touched Ernie Hudson, he got all that pain, didn't he? And mm-hmm. he kind of says to Top Dollar, he goes, I've got something for you. 30 hours. And he grabs Top Dollar by the face and it's all 30 hours of pain. that, that Shoots Shelley... it. Shoots it right into his mind. Right into his mind. And uh, that sends Top Dollar parading off the roof and uh, he gets impaled by like, I don't know, some kind of church ornament. And, um, <laughs> church ornament. Oh, it's a lectern. Yeah, some kind of fucking gargoyle sticking out the building. Just I don't know. Landed on the knob of a pew. <laughs> <laughs> and um, basically, at this point, Ernie Hudson had been shot as well, but he survived. And um, yeah, that that's 
kind of it, really. There's a scene that's the that, film. He goes to his grave, yeah. finds his, his missus. She's all like, fine. Absolutely. Anyway, Sarah went up, said goodbye to them both. Ernie Hudson lived. I think we covered it, haven't we, sir? That's the end of the film. Yeah, and I'm just very conscious because it is now we're now an hour and twenty minutes in. We better think about wrapping it up. So I will go with what my choice is for next week's film, Mister Hunt. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm lay gonna, it on me, brother. I'm going to go with a bit of a, a bit of a lighter tempo from this film. We like a bit of a diversity. I'm going to go with Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, it was only a matter of time. It, it was only a matter of time. I think we're always going to do it. I'm pulling the trigger, buddy. I think we'll do Mrs. Doubtfire, Robin Williams, our second Robin Williams film, I think, after Hook. Um, so, Correct. yeah, it's been a it's been on the p- few people have requested it, and I am listening. So, uh, yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire for next week's episode. Um, well, that's awfully good of you because I don't care what anybody fucking says. So, <coughs> good for you. Oh, do you know what? I kind of I like Mrs. Doubtfire too. I won't pretend it's completely oh, that's everyone that's good. Good film. Yeah, good it film. is. So I look forward to doing that with you. Anyway, should we give it a rating before we fuck off? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, you first, mate. You first. I like the crow, um, and I, I think it's, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I think whilst it's got a darker vibe in that, I, I loved it. I, I'll go with a, um, I'm gonna go seven and a half. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give it a nine. Nice, um, because it is just one of those films that obviously I love. I've always loved it. I love the comic. I love, love it as an adaptation of the comic, and it's. It is just fucking brilliant. I would like fucking where are we? Like nearly thirty years on, yeah, and it still it still holds up. Yeah, so no. I agree. Okay. I agree. It's it's a classic. It's a classic. Anyway, we best fuck off for the week. Uh, thank you for listening to episode eighteen on the Crow. We will see you next week for episode nineteen on Mrs. Doubtfire. And uh, Mike, over to you. Don't go huffing the halloumi, you sluts. <laughs> that might be the quickest you've ever done that. <laughs> Right, see you next week, everybody. Bye, guys. Love you. Cheers.